Welcome to the Broadcast Storm, episode number 117, Introduction to Cisco ICE. Hey everybody, this is Kevin Wallace, and in this episode of the Broadcast Storm, we're going to check out one of Cisco's security solutions. It's called the Cisco Identity Services Engine, or ISC, or ICE for short. It's typically called Cisco ICE. And Cisco ICE gives us Network Admission Control, NAC or NAC. And Network Admission Control, as the name suggests, is going to control who gets access to what services on a network. And Network Admission Control is nothing new. We've had technologies like 802.1x for years where we had a supplicant, somebody trying to get on the network, an authenticator, which might be a Cisco Catalyst switch, it might be a wireless LAN controller, and we've got the authentication server, the device like a Radius server, for example, that's going to be checking our credentials. And if we provide correct credentials with 802.1x, that Radius server would give a session key to the authenticator, the switch, or the wireless LAN controller, and it would give a key to the client. But with 802.1x, while it would say yes or no, you can get on the network or not, it was a bit more difficult to set up advanced policies about which services, which devices could access on the network. The good news is Cisco ICE comes to the rescue. As an example, let's say I've got a laptop and I want to connect to the network. Well, as I log into the network, I might log in using my Microsoft Active Directory credentials well, Cisco ICE can integrate with Active Directory and it can recognize that it's me and I have a certain set of permissions associated with my identity. But beyond just user credentials, my device, a corporate laptop, for example, could have its own digital certificate. And Cisco ICE can integrate with a certificate authority to recognize not just me as a user, but my actual device that I'm using to get on the network. Then, based on those credentials and digital certificates, Cisco ICE can grant me access to specific network resources. But of course, a lot of companies have a BYOD, a bring your own device policy. So let's say that I bring in my Apple iPad to work and I log on with my user credentials from that iPad, but my iPad doesn't belong to the company, it's my personal iPad. So it doesn't have this digital certificate that Cisco ICE can look up. What happens then? Well, in a case like that, where Cisco ICE confirmed the identity of a user but not the identity of a device, then Cisco ICE might only allow me access to a subset of network resources, not as much as I could get to for my corporate laptop. And we could also have a set of user credentials that we might want to hand out to guests, which would allow them to have limited access to very specific network resources. And I've been using a laptop and a tablet as my examples where I could actively log in giving credentials. But on the network, we've got some devices that users don't really interact with. We've got devices like IP cameras for surveillance. We've got Cisco IP phones. How does Cisco ICE handle those? Well, Cisco ICE can recognize those types of devices based on the information that it collects from those devices through the use of profiles. And it can have a very high percentage of certainty that this device is a Cisco IP camera or this device is a Cisco IP phone. And then it's going to give that device appropriate permissions. And when I say it can recognize a Cisco IP phone, for example, I don't mean we have to configure Cisco ICE with the MAC address of that phone. No, it's just going to recognize the characteristics of that device. And it will say with a very high certainty, this is a Cisco IP phone. And here's the set of permissions that we give to Cisco IP phones. But beyond just NAC, beyond network access control, Cisco ICE gives us what Cisco refers to as threat-centric NAT. 
That lets us grant access based on not just who we are and what our device is, it grants us network access based on the perceived threat of our device. Specifically, Cisco ICE can integrate with different network vulnerability scanners. And these vulnerability scanners can give a score, a threat ranking to a device based on things like a device's operating system, what patch it's running, maybe what ports it has open, maybe how up-to-date its antivirus software is. But these vulnerability scanners can assign a score to different network devices. For example, there's a popular one called Qualys. And let's say that we're using a Qualys vulnerability scanner and it's assigning a threat score to our devices. Well, within Cisco ICE, we can say, based on your score that this Qualys vulnerability scanner gave you, we may deem you as a threat. We may limit your access to the network. We might quarantine you in the network where you're not able to get to these other network devices. And Cisco ICE can also dictate that a device has to be scanned by that vulnerability scanner before it can ever be granted access to the network. And let's say that a device did get access to the network, it passed all the vulnerability scans, but then a user fires up a malicious hacking utility. Well, Cisco ICE can detect that, and Cisco ICE can limit its access. It can quarantine it. And one other thing we'll mention about Cisco ICE is that it can share information with some of Cisco's other security solutions like Cisco Firepower and Cisco StealthWatch. Cisco Firepower, that's a Cisco security appliance. StealthWatch is going to gather telemetry data from the network from different network devices to detect threats and respond to those threats. And by feeding data to those other Cisco security solutions, Cisco ICE gives us what Cisco refers to as rapid threat containment. And that's an overview of the Cisco Identity Services Engine, or Cisco ICE for short. And by the way, this podcast is being released on March 1st, 2020, and I've got a huge announcement for you. After months of development, we've just released our brand new Encore video training series. It covers every topic you need to know for Cisco's new Encore exam, which is exam number 350-401. That exam, passing that, that gets you halfway to your CCMP Enterprise certification. That's the core exam for that certification. And it also serves as the written exam for the new CCIE Enterprise Infrastructure Lab. And this video training series includes over 18 hours of video training from uh, Charles Judd and myself. Plus, it gives you labs that you can perform on your own copy of Cisco Viral. And if you don't own Viral, we give you a video walkthrough of each lab and its solution. You also get tons of quizzes throughout the course and two comprehensive practice exams. It's everything you need to crush your Encore exam. And for podcast listeners, I'm giving you a 25% discount. Just go to this URL. Go to kwtrain.com slash Encore. And Encore is spelled E-N-C-O-R. There's no E at the end because it's short for Enterprise Core. E-N-C-O-R. kwtrain.com slash E-N-C-O-R. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well. And on that note, we'll wrap up our discussion of Cisco ICE. Please check out our brand new Encore video training series. And I look forward to spending time with you again in the next episode of The Broadcast Storm. Oh, 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 oh,